Welcome back to Sister Ellen Cast Tea, where we talk about all things church related. Guess what, guys? We are going to continue on our journey through the book of Amos. Now, we've talked about all the surrounding nations, which included Judah, and now we're at Israel. Now, for a brief, very brief summary of what the surrounding nations did. Number one was Damascus. Damascus tortured and put to cruel deaths the inhabitants of Gilead. Yes, so that made God angry for three transgressions and for four in other words that means for all of your sin and for the ones i have listed here you will be judged therefore damascus is getting judged for torturing and putting to cruel deaths the inhabitants of gilead gaza Gaza, what did Gaza do? Gaza sold whole communities of Israel and or Judah to the Edomites. That's what Gaza did. They sold whole communities into slavery to the Edomites. Next, we have Tyree. What did Tyree do? Well, Tyree did the same thing as Gaza they sold whole communities of the Israelites to Edom. And they, you know, regardless of the covenant that was between King Hiram, or Hiram, if you will, and Solomon. Hiram called Solomon his brother. Hiram, the king of Tyre, you know, in, in, in yonder days... <laughs> called Solomon his brother but the the people of Tyre of this time frame disregarded that brotherly covenant and they sold whole communities of the people of God to the Edomites now we come to number four Edom what did Edom do Edom who are the Edomites the Edomites are the children of Esau Who are the Israelites? The Israelites are the children of Jacob. Esau and Jacob were brothers. So the Edomites are the cousins of the Israelites. Why is God so angry with the Edomites? Well, because they pursued their brothers, the Israelites, with the sword and they were so vindictive they held on to their hatred and their anger and their unforgiveness from generation to generation yeah that's what the children of Edom did and God was tired of it he was tired of their relentless hatred and their relentless retaliation and they just just evil people and God was done with it he was tired of it so guess what they got judged uh, the fifth nation is the nation of Ammon they were heartless this was a heartless nation what did they do they ripped open pregnant women just to extend their borders. They wanted to put the fear in other nations by ripping open uh, pregnant women. They wanted to terrorize other nations by ripping open pregnant women just to get their point across. And why did they do this ungodly, unnatural, just atrocity? Why did they do it? They wanted to extend their borders. They wanted more land. In other words, they did all of that wickedness just because they wanted some more land. My God from Zion. What horrible people. Guess what happened to them? They got judged by God. Number six, the sixth nation is the nation of Moab. 
What did Moab do to make God so angry? Listen, Moab did not sin against God's people. He did not sin against the children of Israel. They basically sinned against God. They were rebellious against God Almighty Himself. Now, who does that? Who rebels against God? Well, guess what? We, we can say some of us do. Listen, I have a testimony. I rebelled against God. Why? Because God wanted me to do his will. He wanted me to preach his word. He wanted me to work for him. He wanted me for his service. What did I do? I was like Jonah. I ran the other in the other direction. I did not want to do the will of God. Just like Jonah. Jonah did not want to preach to the people of Nineveh. So he ran. And where did he find himself? He found himself in the belly of a fish. Yes, he did. Jonah found himself in a belly of a fish because guess what? We cannot hide from God. The, the Bible talks about you can go to the deepest depths of the earth. God is there. You can go up into heaven. God is there. Yeah. You can do go into the sea as Jonah did. He got on a ship and ran. What? God was there on the sea and guess what he did? He had a fish to swallow Jonah, swallowed him whole. Yep. He rebelled against God. So that's what Moab did. They rebelled against God Almighty. And what did they do for this rebellion? They did, or they committed, I should say, an offense of the highest order. An offense of the highest order. They opened royal graves and they burned the bones of the king of Edom. This was an offense of the highest order. Yeah, they did that. And guess what happened to them? They were judged by God for doing that. Now we come down to Judah. What did Judah do? Judah sinned against the Mosaic Covenant. So what kind of sin did they fell into idolatry? After all of that, God brought the people out of the uh, uh, out of Egypt. You know where they were in bondage and being beat and treated slaves and just being mistreated the whole nine yards god brought them out mightily he brought them out mightily yes they saw many many works and miracles of god happening he brought the people out and guess what they were in the wilderness like for 40 years because they were rebellious and 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 murmured and complained and just ungrateful yeah, God killed them all. Those, those children that they had while they were in the wilderness, they came over to the promised land and they lived in the land of milk and honey. But guess what? Their children begin to go into idolatry because of the surrounding nations. God told them, don't make covenants with the nations. And what did they do? They made covenants and they began to go into idolatry. So God was upset with them because of that. Therefore, Judah was going to be judged as well. So this brings us to Israel. Yes, Israel is going to be judged. Now, why is Israel going to be judged? Let us see. Because of the things they did and the way that they lived. They lived in social injustice, legal perversion, sexual sin, abuse of collateral. And to top it all, they were idolatrous. They served other gods. They went after other gods. And the Bible tells us that our God is a jealous God. 
He is very jealous. So if you desire or uh, decide to uh, put something or someone before God Almighty, listen, he is a jealous God and he will come to you. He will come for you because of his jealousy. And I'm just using my uh, phrases, my phrases, my terms. This is not how the words that the Bible use. going to say that again. These are not words that the Bible use, but you can read it for yourself. When you serve an idol God, <coughs> excuse me, when you fall into idolatry, God is going to come for you. Whether you put a uh, actual idol or something that was made out of wood or whatever the case may be. If you serve that as your God, God's going to come for you. If you put a individual, say a husband, a wife, or, or, or a partner, or a child, anything before God, he is going to come for you. If you put money before God, the Bible says that you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money. You can't do it. You're going to either love one and hate the other. Listen. God is going to come for you. Yes, in judgment, you are going to be judged. We all are going to be judged. Not just saying you in particular. I'm talking to all of us. That includes me. We, <coughs> excuse me, are going to be judged if we go into idolatry. If we put anything before God Almighty. He will judge us. So let's get into Israel. The book of Amos. Israel. The second chapter. You will find this in the second chapter. The last nation that Amos talked about in chapter 2. For three transgressions of Israel... And for four. Now having shown that the Lord God is sovereign over the universe and holds all nations accountable. Yes, he going to come for you. Amos begins to address against the northern tribes of Israel. Begins his address. God is going to judge them because they have broken his covenant. They have broken the Mosaic covenant. The law. We know it's Israel. We knew we know that it took place in Bethel. Uh, Amos was from the tribe of Judah. So he went into uh, Samaria. He went into um, Israel. He went to Bethel uh, in Samaria where the temple was located. And he began to uh, make these proclamations. Uh, these pronouncements concerning the judgments that God was bringing uh, about for the surrounding nations. And now he has ended up to uh, Israel. Now, granted, you know, we can imagine how the people were listening to him, how he God was going to judge, you know, Moab and Gaza and Edom and, and all of these surrounding nations because they were evil people. And I can imagine they're clapping their hands and they're cheering on the pronouncement and the word of God. And they're so happy about it. But then Amos begin to say uh, for three transgressions and, of Israel and for four. So I can imagine that they're, um, they're like in bewilderment now. Why are we being judged? Well, guess what? We're going to find out why Israel began to be judged. Let's, let's go over the what. Remember, we're doing the who's, the where, the what, the why's, and possibly the when. We know the who is Israel. We know the where is Bethel, Samaria. We know the what. The what is because of their sin against God. They broke the Mosaic Covenant. And God is going to crush them. <laughs> like crushing a bag of ice. And there will be no hope in the day of their battle. 
out of the entire army, no one will be able to save his life. Not the swift, the strong, the warrior, the archer, the fast runner, the horseman, not even the bravest of the whole bunch. The bravest will drop his weapon and attempt to run away from what is coming towards him. So why is God going to do all of this? Well, because Israel violated the Mosaic Covenant in several different ways. What are these ways? There was social injustice in Israel. There were legal perversions in Israel, sexual sin in Israel, abuse of collateral in Israel, and there was idolatry. Like I said, God is a jealous God and he will come for you. And in this case... Yeah, idolatry is on the list and God is coming for them. Now, let's talk about these. What did Israel do? They sold into slavery. Listen at this. Now, the children of Israel were being sold into slavery themselves by uh, Gaza and by uh, Tyre was being sold to their brother Edom. But what were they doing? They were selling people. They were selling the poor into slavery. Hmm. What goes around comes around? Or you reap what you sow? Maybe? Guess what? They sold their poor into slavery who could not pay their debts or their debts. I should say their debts. They sold their poor into slavery who could not pay their debts. Honest people, the righteous man who could be trusted to pay eventually. That one was sold into slavery for silver. For the very silver that they owned. They, I, I could pay you back. Just give me a little bit of time. No. Yeah, I'm going to sell you into slavery. Yeah. You, you go and be somebody's slave. Yeah. I'm not going to wait for you to pay me. Sold into slavery. The desperately poor. The needy. I mean, poor were enslaved because they could not pay back that insignificant sum that they owed for a pair of shoes. I owe you for a pair of sandals. My feet, I need, I need something to walk on. I need some sandals, you know, because my sandals have holes in them. I am so poor. Can you please spare me a pair of sandals? And I'll pay you back as soon as I can. As soon as I work and, and make the sum. Make the pence. Make the dollar. Make the quarter. Whatever the case may be back in those days. When I work and make this coin. I will pay you back. But I really need a pair of shoes right now. Well, guess what? Because I'm so poor and I'm so needy, I was enslaved. Because I couldn't pay back that one coin that I owed for a pair of shoes. The poor were being sold for either money or land. Their hard-hearted or this hard-heartedness against their own people, against their brothers and their sisters, against their neighbor, neighbor, against the people of Israel, their own people, their own God-loving people, their own chosen people. This hard-heartedness against their own people, not against a foreign nation, not against somebody that I don't know. Not against somebody that's treated me bad. No. My own people. <coughs> Excuse me. This was rebellion against God's covenant. Yeah. Israel did that. The chosen people of God. 
Can you see that in the world today? Can you see that today? Can you see that in the church today? Can you see it? Can you see it in your family today? Can you see it? Can you see it in the believer today? Can you see it in the nation of America? Can you see it in the nation of Africa? Can you see it in Germany? Can you see it in Australia? Can you see it today? The poor. Because I cannot pay you back. That one coin that I owe you. You're going to hold that against me. I'm poor. Listen, I'm poor. Give me a chance. Give me some time. I am poor. That reminds me of the unjust servant. You know, he went before his master and he couldn't pay his master back. And he pleaded and he pleaded and he pleaded. So his master had compassion upon him and took away his debt completely. But just as soon as this individual walked out from his master, he saw somebody that owed him a debt. Guess what he did? He went to that individual and, you know, got on him, talked all kind of talk to him. You owe me and I want you to pay me. Well, guess what happened? That same individual or uh, that individual said the same thing to him, this unjust uh, a servant. That, that, that person that owed him said the same thing that he had just said to his master. Give me some time. I need a little bit of time and I will pay you. But no, this unjust servant said, no, I am going to have you put in prison because you are not paying me back. So guess what? All the other servants that worked for his master saw this unjust deed that he did. Guess what happened to him? Yeah. Yeah, he got in trouble. You can imagine what happened. Go read it for yourself. Look it up. It's in the New Testament. Look it up. It's, it's a story that Jesus tells. Look it up. Of what that unjust servant did. So that reminds me of him. Yeah. Israel was rebellious against God's covenant. What else did they do? The legal procedures were being perverted to exploit the poor. Oh boy, here we go with the poor again. It's something about the poor that God does not like. Listen, the legal procedures of that time were being perverted to exploit the poor. The court system, the courts were going into collusion. They were scamming. That's a word that we know today. They were scamming. The courts were going into collusion with the creditors. And they were denying justice to the oppressed. Yeah. The court system of that day was uh, being buddy-buddy with the creditors. So therefore, the poor could never succeed they could never make it they could never get over it why because everybody else was working against them even no matter how hard they try i mean you can think of uh what what are some of the sayings that we know of of today um i just can't i just can't get it right or or i can't win for losing that's a popular one can you imagine the poor saying that in this time? 
I can't win for losing. Why can't you win for losing? Because everybody is in collusion. Everybody is working together to keep you down, to keep you oppressed, to keep you in poverty. They're all working together. It's a scam. They're all scamming together to keep their foot on your neck. The courts were going into collusion with the creditors and were denying justice to the oppressed. It was so terrible and so painful. It was like trampling on the heads of the people. It was just that bad. So you wonder why God was judging his people. Well, because his people were, was doing this. Yeah, they were doing this. And another reason God was judging Israel. Well, the father and the son, they were having sexual intercourse with the same girl. Yeah, that was a no-no. I won't say that again. Yes, I said it. I said it. The father and the son were having sexual intercourse with the same girl either a temple prostitute or a servant concubine yeah they were going into the same girl the men were showing their disregard for the lord and were profaning god's holy name yeah god's name speaks of his character Therefore, by displaying his commandments openly, they were mocking God's character. By doing things of this nature, they just disregarded God's name. And God's name speak of his character. That's why when you hear, uh, uh, let's say, Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. That's his character. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Olam, Adonai, El Shaddai. Yeah. His names speak of his character. Jehovah Sabaoth, God of the angel armies, God of the heavenly host. El Rohi, God who sees me, he sees me. It speaks of his character. Therefore, by them doing such a, a, a thing was showing disregard for God. God who made man in his image. God made man in his image. But you were dis a man is disregarding God's name. They are profaning his holy name, which speaks of his character. Therefore, it was a display, open display, an open mockery of God. Yeah, they did that. Yes, they did. So you wonder why God was so angry. Yeah, that's why. His people, they did that. Can you, can you imagine that today in 2022? Hmm? Can you think of uh, sexual sins that's going on in the world today? That mocks God's character? Yeah. What about sodomy? Yeah. I think that mocks God's character. Yeah, I could go on. But we're going to move on from that. Just think in your head. Uh, other sexual sins that are going on in the world in 2022. What about having sex with animals? Let, let's just go there. Let's just throw that out there. Having sexual intercourse with an animal. Yeah. Do you think that is mocking God's character? I believe it is. It's going on in 2022. Yes. So we're going to move on. And you wonder why I say we are in judgment or judgment is upon us. Can you not see that in 2022? Yes. Yes, you can. Just look it up. Google it. 
<laughs> Google can tell you what is actually going on. Google sexual sin or sexual immorality. Google it and see what you come up with. See what Google has to say about it. In 2022, judgment is upon us. What else did Israel do that God was so angry with back in the days of Amos? Listen, God placed a restriction on items. Now listen, this is very simple. God placed a restriction on items, things, natural things that could be taken as collateral, you know, in a business deal. I can, I'll give you this. This is collateral until I pay you back or something of that nature, such as millstones, which is a livelihood. God put a restriction on that because a millstone, you need to use a millstone to, uh, for instance, uh, 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 like for a lack of word, you want to you want to make a flower or you want to it has to deal with food millstones. Look it up. So restrictions were placed on things such as millstones. The cloak of a poor man, a poor man's coat, you know, weather change, climate changes. You can't take a man's coat for collateral or you can't take a widow's garment. You know, her husband is deceased and, and you know, she needs to purchase something, but all she has is her garment. Well, no, you couldn't do that at all. That was a no, no outright. A widow's garment was a no, no. However, the people did these things. Yeah, and they did it openly and blatantly. They would use garments to lie down uh, on the forbidden garments. Even they used them at the sacrificial feast. And they would lie down on them by the altars. When they worship, when they, they are worshiping God, they are lying down these garments that they took in for collateral. They are lying, they are uh, put placing them by the altar so that they can lie down and worship God. Are you kidding me? And God said, uh, there's a restriction on this doc, this item. You cannot take this item. Excuse me for collateral, but you're blatant, blatantly and boldly and openly using these garments in your worship to God or to your idol God, I should say, not God the Father, because they were in idolatry, but they were using these garments to worship idol gods. They would lie down on the clothes that they took from the poor. Oh my God, from Zion, who does that? Who has a mindset like that? Well, let's think about that. Hmm. The poor. Their garments. Those, those things that are needed. For climate changes. That they need. I mean they're already poor. But I'm just going to take away. I'm just going to take away. What they already. What they have. I'm going to. I'm going to come in. And I'm going to destroy. The one or two items that they already got. Make sure they can't use that. I'm going to take that away from them. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it openly and I'm going to do it blatantly. And I'm just going to... who God? God? Seriously? I serve a calf. I don't serve the almighty God. Yeah, my, my ancestors served that God, but now I serve a calf. Yeah. This is what the people of God did. 
What else did they do? They rebelled against the most basic covenant stipulation of all. And what is that most basic covenant stipulation? They were worshiping idol gods. Yeah, they did that. They were living in idolatry. The wines that they extracted from the poor as their fines or as their fees for paying them back, they raised those wine glasses in honor to an idol god. These are the chosen people, the chosen ones, the people that God chose to be his special family to have a special relationship with him they were raising their glasses in a toast to an idol god not the god that made the heavens and the earth not the god that brought them out their forefathers out of the land of egypt and brought them over to the promised land the land flowing with milk and honey not that god not the god that led them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night not that god not the god that drowned Pharaoh and all of his chariots in the Red Sea. Not that God. Not the God that brought them through the wilderness and their clothes did not get old and their shoes on their feet did not get old. Not that God. Not the God that fed them with manna from heaven. They had bread that came down from heaven on a daily basis that they can pick off the ground and need and eat. Not that God, not the God that sent quails in because they murmured and complained that they were tired of the bread and they wanted some meat and God sent the birds in to feed them. Not that God. Not that God, when they came over into the promised land that, that, that made the, uh, uh, the people of those nations did not warp against them, did not touch them. Not that God. We, we're going to serve that God. Are you kidding me? Not the God that told them to walk around the walls of Jericho and not make a sound, but on the seventh turn, you know, shout and the walls fell down. Not that God. Are you kidding me? Are we going to serve that God? No, we're going to raise our glass to a calf that we can make with our own hands set on our uh, table or whatever the case may have been back in those days. No, we're not going to serve the God that uh, cre basically created everything. No, we're not going to serve that God. We're going to serve um, this calf idol that we can make with our own two hands. Yeah, we're going to serve that God. We're going to make him a God. We're going to make this cow a God and we're going to serve him. Not the one that can rain down fire from heaven. No, no, we don't want to serve you. Even though, you know, you, know, you can do that. Nah, we don't want to serve you. No. Not when uh, Jezebel and Ahab's 400 prophets. No, not when Elijah said, if God be God, let's serve God. If your God is, is Baal is God, you know, call on Baal, 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 Baal. No. But when Elijah called on God, fire fell from heaven. No, we don't want to serve that God. And this is most likely before that time. But I just want to paint a picture. We don't want to serve that God. We want to serve a calf that we can make with our two hands that can't do nothing for us. That's who we want to serve. And we're going to lift our wine glasses in honor of this God. Are you kidding me? Really? Yes. God's people did that. So we wonder why God is so angry. Can we bring it over to the world that we live in today here in 2022? Well, God has been making the creator of the heavens and the earth. God gave us a Bible. God wakes us up every day. He gives us the activities of our limbs. He gives us a job. He puts a place over our head to live. Uh, but guess what? No, 
We don't want to serve that God. We want to serve a God where we can go and um, do whatever we want to do. You know, we want to um, live in sin. We want to uh, do all kinds of things. I don't want to name out anything because I'm, I, I don't want to. I let God uh, uh, convict the soul. But no, I want to do what I want to do. I want to live in sexual sin. Perversion. I want to. I want to. What do I want to say? I this man is married, but I want this man for myself. This woman is married, but I want that woman for myself. Yeah. I want to be a crook. I want to I want to, you know, live a life where I'm doing all type of undercover things. You know, I I want to um, be in collusion with the creditors. I want to be in collusion with them. I want to live a fast life. I want to be a superstar and I want to serve the devil because I know the devil can give me money and fame and notoriety and things of that nature. That's what I want to do. I God the God that put breath in my body. Do I want to serve him? No, I don't want him. I want this, this person. Of, I want, I want to serve Lucifer. Lucifer, he, he tells me things and he gives me these little powers where I can do things. That's the God I want to serve. I don't want to serve the God that made Lucifer. No, are you kidding me? Serve the God that made Lucifer? No, I don't want him. He's too strict. I got to do too many things that's good and whole and wholesome and right. No, I want to live wicked and I want to live in darkness and I want to do all these perverted things. And yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's the world that we live in in 2022. Yes. What else did the children of Israel do? Oh, well, let's see. Before the list of transgressions ended, God reminded Israel what he did for her. She did nothing on her own accord. We do nothing on our own accord. God raised up Nazarites and prophets. But what did Israel do? Israel gave the Nazarites, which are people especially set apart in devotion to God. They gave them wine. <laughs> so basically eunuchs, if you will, are people that decide to give their life over to God like say nuns we can say nuns that's more familiar nuns they given their life over to God so what did what did the children of Israel do they went in the nunnery and start passing out wine and say listen nuns y'all gonna drink this wine here today we're gonna pervert you and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Wow. This is what the children of Israel were doing. They were perverting those set aside for God. And they were the prophets that were prophesying. Thus said the Lord. They told them, don't you even prophesy. We don't want to hear what you got to say. Yeah. I come before you. Know, you know, God said or God showed me this dream about you and I prayed about it and um, God told me to tell you yeah God said tell that individual what I have shown you and I'm here to tell you or I'm calling you or I'm texting you I'm on social media this is for today I'm telling you what God told me to say to you well guess what I don't want to hear what you have to say because you are not living a righteous life well God can talk to the unrighteous just like he talked to the righteous if he can talk to a chicken or if he can let's go to scripture if he can talk to a donkey yeah God did that God made the donkey talk if he can make a donkey talk, he can make he can make the unrighteous talk. He can give the word to the unrighteous. Hey, Amos. Amos lived in Judah, but he gave Amos a word 
for Israel. God did that. Yes. They commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Stop prophesying me. Stop telling me you got a word for me. I want to live in my rebellion. I want to I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. If God don't talk to me himself, it ain't going to get done. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. God has to tell me. Well, guess what? <clears throat> you don't want God to tell you. Just like the children of Israel in Moses' day. We don't want to hear, you know, God was coming down with a thunder and fire. And we don't want to hear it. We want, we want Moses to talk to God for us. We don't want to hear God because God is too scary. It scares me to hear from God. Yeah. But no. Prophets, we don't want to hear your prophecy. Yeah. Just wild to that right there. Now, when did Israel basically meet its maker? Or when did Israel's judgment come to pass? It came to pass about 30 years later. And who did God use? God used the Assyrians to take Israel into captivity. Yeah, just because it don't happen today does not mean it's not going to happen tomorrow. Just because it's been four years down the line, it does not mean on that fifth year, God is not going to send down his fire. God's word will not return unto him void. That is a law. That is a principle. That is a rule. That is the word of God. God is not a man that he can lie. God does not lie. He is not like man that lies. God does not lie. He is not a man that he should lie. God said it 30 years later, it came to pass. So that lets you know. If he is pronouncing judgment, it may not happen today. And it may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. It may not happen next year. But you best believe that it's going to happen. Why? Because God said it. And make sure, I want to be clear. If God said it, I'm not talking about if man said it. I'm not talking about if somebody walking around uh, just spitting out words. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a true word that came down from heaven above. If God said it, it shall come to pass. And I don't care how long it's going to take. It's going to come to pass. Yes. We are talking about the book of Amos. We have made it through the introduction of Amos. We have made it through chapters 1 and we have made it through chapters 2. We have talked about what the surrounding nations did and what God or his judgment against the surrounding nations, what God was going to do to them. We basically found out the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, the why's. We've uh, tried our best to get all of that in there about the surrounding nations. And we've ended up here with Israel, who the actual book of Amos is for. Uh, uh, basically for the people of Israel because of their evil deeds and their wicked ways and their sin against the covenant of God that they made with God and not only Israel, but you know, here in uh, chapter two, the book of Amos breaks up Israel, the people Israel into Judah and into Israel because there was a separation at one point in time and the, and the 12 tribes separated and made two kingdoms, the kingdom of Judah in the kingdom of Israel. But when we get into chapters uh, 3 through 6. Uh, the judgment of Israel. God is bringing Israel back into one nation. He is talking to the people as a whole. He's not saying just I'm saying I'm talking to Judah. 
and I'm talking to Israel. No, he's talking to the people as a whole. He made a covenant with the people as a whole, and he's going to judge them as the people as a whole. So when we get into chapters 13, um, chapters 3 through 6, yeah, God will be talking to the people of Israel, the 12 tribes of uh, Jacob. The 12 sons turned into 12 tribes. So when we get into chapter 3, God will be talking to the 12 tribes, not the separation, but all of them together as a whole. Now, once again, I want to thank you for listening to Sister Allie Cat's Tea. I encourage you to go back through all of the, um, all of the episodes, all of the topics that Sister Allie Cat's Tea has brought out on the podcast. Go back and check them out, especially the armor of God. If you are a child of God, if you are a believer, let me tell you, there are many, many good points in the armor of God series that you will need or will be a help to you on your Christian journey. Also check out the prayer. The prayer that is very powerful will help you on your Christian journey is the basics of praying. And we hope or I hope to come back later and give more in-depth information or strategies into prayer and what to pray and how to pray. So please go. I'm going to take this little minute to uh, encourage you to go back and listen to uh, there's a series on depression there's a series on unforgiveness we learn here in um, the book of Amos where the Edomites they were still holding holding on to unforgiveness <coughs> excuse me because they are the children of Esau and we know that Israel the nation is the children of Jacob and Esau and Jacob are brothers are were brothers therefore the Edomites were coming up against their cousins their cousins their first cousins if you will that's how we say it these days that's my first cousin that means that is a very close cousin my our parents our sisters and brothers so yeah we learned that Edom they were still unforgiving in a state of unforgiveness very vindictive so go and listen to that series on unforgiveness and learn that we must forgive what the scripture tells us about forgiving and about harboring unforgiveness and even you know about things in the world today about what can happen to how unforgiveness can make us sick in our body not only our body but our mind as well so we must forgive so go back and check out a few of the series or check out everything that you find in sister alley cat's tea and like i say always thank you for listening to sister alley cat's tea i love you and i will talk to you very soon Have a wonderful day. In Jesus name.